All right, guys, welcome back to the Volta Collective podcast, uh, member of the month. Uh, here today we have with us Brian, is it Gu- Gustafson? Gustafson. Gustafson? Either way is actually oh. cor- correct pronunciation. Okay. okay. I, I have people think of, uh, when, like in Great Falls, it's really easy. There's a gust of wind. So my my last <laughs> name is a sun instead of the wind. A gust of sun. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, all right. Before we kind of get into the uh, the podcast, I uh, want to remind you guys of our upcoming event, the Treadmill Challenge, which was the last event that we had before the pandemic. Um, and it was an awesome event. It's a fundraiser for the Special Olympics Montana. Um Snap Fitness is bringing in a couple of treadmills. Jeremiah Johnson Brewing is going to sponsor it. We'll have uh, beer and 100% of the proceeds from that will go towards the Special Olympics. They'll also be betting. So we'll have a betting table. You can place bets on your, or wagers, I guess. Or no, we can bet in Montana now, so we're good. Never mind, that's legal. Um, you can place bets on who you think is going to win the heats. And then 50% of those winnings will go to the Special Olympics, and you will get the other 50% if you uh, bedded correctly. Um, that's going to be September 11th, which is Saturday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. here at Volt Athletics. Weather uh, dependent, hopefully we'll be out in the parking lot, be able to enjoy it outside this year. So uh, make sure you guys mark your calendars for that. Uh, Brian, back to you. Congrats on August, member of the month. We got this one in a little bit late. We usually do them early in the month, but um, and this is the earliest podcast I've ever recorded, 7.15. Oh, earliest in the morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, Have I'm... you done podcasts earlier than this? Oh, about about this, about this okay. earliest, about as early as we've gone. Yeah. yeah. We have some people that work during the day, so we've got to get in before, before. they, before they yeah. go to work. Yeah. All right. And we'll, we'll talk about that, your podcast here in a bit, too. So before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? How'd you end up here? If you're from here, where'd you go to school? Are you married? What's your occupation? Ooh, Favorite flavor of ice cream? Let's get into of all of it. Okay. Chunky Monkey is the first, first oh, good. one. The most important part. Most important part. Favorite ice Chunky cream. Monkey. <laughs> what is that? Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. Right. That's my favorite. Okay. Uh, maybe, But anything Ben and Jerry's I'm okay with. Have you had the the brownie? Yes. The, I'm just going to say chocolate yes. chocolate brownie. With it double. in the middle. Yeah. Where it's like the middle the core. filled core. Yeah, core. Yes. That stuff is yes, so good. It's so good. So good. <laughs> But I'm originally from, I hate saying Bozeman, so I say Belgrade because that's actually where it's okay. at, but a lot of people need to hear Bozeman to know where Belgrade's at. Right. Just hate and South. that's where you were born? That's where I was born. Okay. It was in uh, Bozeman Deaconess Hospital in 1982. And from there, my 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 parents weren't married. I know I'm getting into way too much, but then they got married. I was a year old at their wedding. My dad joined the Air Force to see the world mm-hmm. and was stationed in Great Falls, Montana. So we moved four hours away from where yeah, I was born. Yeah, not too far to move. And then while we were here, he was allergic to bees and was at Holter <laughs> Lake and got stung by a bee as he was jumping into the water. And it gave him what's called cold urticaria, which means he's allergic to the cold. He would go out and shovel the sidewalk and he'd come back in and he'd look like a bulldog. His face would be all swollen up. I, be like, I didn't itchy. know that was a thing. Yeah, you can Google it. It's okay. uh, cold urticaria. I th- Google knows yeah. how to spell that. I don't. But uh, So then we had to move down south. I lived down in Aiken, South Carolina, which is just next to where they do the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Lived down there for quite a while. Then my parents got a divorce. 
my dad was actually a, a semi-pro bodybuilder. Oh. He, he was, um, we'll say he, he was taking roids and, <laughs> and found my first stepmom as his workout partner. And we, we moved back to Montana with my mom. And that's so I graduated from Belgrade High School in 2000. Found my wife in high school. We were high school sweethearts, but not like the, the fairy tale story. We mm-hmm. broke up, got back together, mm-hmm. broke up, got back together. Like we, we were horrible for each other at first. But <laughs> we actually got officially back together for the last time on when the day of September 11th. Like that was the actual day. Okay. I remember talking with my mom and looking up at the news and seeing what was going on in the world. And I was like, okay, I got to go find her because I'm supposed to marry her. Yeah. And that, that kind of inspired it. Well, she... Very shortly thereafter, got pregnant, and I was working at Burger King. So I decided, you know, I don't want I don't want to be working at Burger King right. to support a family. So I joined the army, went down to Fort Stewart, Georgia. That's where I was stationed after basic training. Moved my wife down. She'd never really been out of Montana. Yeah, that's some culture shock. So she's a Montana native. Montana native. Yeah, yeah. she lived in Ohio like really okay. young. She was born in Montana. They lived in Ohio before she could really remember, and then she's been as long as she can remember. She's yeah. been in Montana, and. Yeah, so I moved down to Georgia, and I didn't put it together that it, September 11th happened. I joined the Army. Two weeks after we moved down to Fort Stewart, Georgia, mm-hmm. I, I deployed. And so I left mom with you know brand-new baby right. in a new area and went off to actual war, you know, right. the, the initial assault into Iraq. And we didn't talk to each other. I think it was six months before wow. we had any kind of communication. Uh, with that, so I deployed. Um have hearing aids in my ears right mm-hmm. now. I got my first one issued to me after the first deployment. And so how long were you there? Uh, for the first deployment, it was nine months. Okay. Then came back and trained up for a year. Went back for 12 months. Wow. Came back from that one. They issued me my second hearing aid. Trained up for another deployment. And a week before we left, I was medically... Well, I was told I needed to medically discharge because you can't deploy with two... Hearing aids, and I was I was a combat MOS. I was infantry. Yeah, right. So you apparently one hearing aid's fine. Two is just too much for them. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I had trained up my squad for a whole year, and they're like, "Sorry, you got to go." And so as I was medically discharging, my unit left, and then my mom passed away from uh, hantavirus, which is like you see signs up for it when you rent a right. forest service cabin, right. like, "Hey, be careful around mouse droppings." Well, that's. What wow. she died from. And she was like the 12th case in Montana or something okay. like that. So I'm medically discharged. Where am I going to go? My mom just passed away. We're like, we got to go back to family. So we came up to Montana. All of our family moved once we got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was in Great Falls for about a decade. Became a youth pastor. That's when I started really putting on the weight. Yeah. Moved to Glasgow for a little bit. And that's when my wife and I started foster care. And that's what brought me to my current position at Childbridge, and that's what moved us back to Great Falls. We've been back in Great Falls a little over two years now. Awesome. That's, that's a that's a long story, but that's the whole no, thing. No, that's that's, that's great. Thing. That's great. So, how long have you been with Childbridge then? A little over two years, like Great Falls, okay, okay. and so it was July of two years ago. Nineteen. Would that have would that have been two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. July of nineteen is when we moved back here, and that's when I started with Childbridge. Okay. And so what, what does that look like for you as far as day-to-day? What's your, what do you do with Childbridge? So my, we have two positions that are like, not like our, our organizational positions as far as like headquarters, you know, keeping the things going. Our, our field staff, as we call them, 
One is a regional director, which is what I am, and one's a, a family engagement coordinator. And so in each region, we have a regional director that really engages church ministry. Okay. And we, our goal is to partner with that ministry to be able to speak on a Sunday, share about foster care and adoption and the crisis in Montana. Yeah. Then we help families through the licensing process to become a foster family. And then the other position, the family engagement coordinator, they support the family the rest of the walk. So they engage them in training okay. and community. We really don't want to leave a family after we get them licensed, just leave them alone and say, yeah, right. good luck. Yeah. Like we offer a lot of training and things like that. Yeah. And so how do you, do you have a couple adopted kids, correct? Right. I have, so adoption and foster care is kind of dramatic. There's yeah. a lot of trauma. So we do have an adopted daughter, but she's kind of disengaged from us. Okay. Um, we adopted her and about two weeks later, she ran away. Oh. And she was just, a, she was almost yeah. 18. We adopted her right before she was 18. So we didn't Tough like, age. we didn't, we're like, you're, you're an adult, like do your thing. And so now she already has three kids. Okay. And about the only time she connects with us is when she thinks they might get taken away themselves. Okay. But she's done a great job and they haven't been taken away. Cool. So we consider it a success story, even yeah. though she like is still kind right. of detached. Um, we want to keep foster children from having foster children. So as long as they don't end up in care and she can be a good mom, like we're excited. And so we have one child that lives with us now that is is very similar to adoption. It's called guardianship, mm -hmm. where they just don't change the last name. So right. we're, the, we're her legal guardian. And we have one that we're doing adoption paperwork for right now. We've had a total of 14 through our home. Wow. So three biological children and then 14 foster children have been through our wow. home. Wow. That's got to be a, a very rewarding, rewarding job. It, it, it can be for sure. Uh, it can all, it's also, you, you deal with a lot, of, a lot of trauma. You see a lot of stuff that you wish didn't exist in the yeah. world. I mean, these children have been through more. I mean, I've been to combat. But I, I think that, like, they've been through more than I have by the time they're yeah. six, you know. Right. Um, so they, they, need a, they need a good home to stay in. Yeah. And it can be tough. But, yeah, it can also be rewarding. <clears throat> so that was a great backstory. I didn't have to talk for, like, seven minutes. <laughs> podcast ever. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So you uh, – I know you're an avid bow hunter, and you also have your own podcast. I do, yeah. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about – kind of what your podcast is what the well first of all what's your podcast called it's called get after it get after it and we okay. didn't really research the name and so jocko uh willink mm -hmm. he has like a phrase where he says get after it in a couple of shirts okay. and then there's also a get after it by a pretty famous guy but he says like let's get after it or something so we kind of mm -hmm. got lucky but yeah if you search get after it it comes up with like just a you'll see like a mic uh, a okay. microphone, yeah. and it says "get after it" on it. That's that's okay. us. We we're not very far into it. Um, and you started that with Joe Ryan as Joe his Ryan. Name. Okay. Yep. And so, what was kind of the the purpose behind starting that podcast? Or are you looking like who who would be your guests? I I mean, is it like more of a local thing? Is it more of a hunting thing? Is it more of a? If I would have done this on my own without Joe, it would have been hunting and like. Like Christianity, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, okay. like, because I've been a youth pastor, like, yeah. that's what it would have been. Well, now with Joe, he's a musician. And so we literally, it's kind of morphed over the last 15 or so episodes. And we've gone from what we really wanted to do is share <clears throat> people's passion. Like, they've, they've gone out there and what did they get after? Why? How? 
with the idea that anybody listening could maybe replicate that or get inspired right. to do their own thing. And we've noticed uh, that even Joe himself has found new inspiration to get back involved in the gym and things yeah. like that. So that's kind of been it. So it's very local right now. We're, we're okay. only interviewing Great Falls people and... It can really be anybody. We're going to do a podcast with you right after we get done yeah. recording this one. So you'll be on and we'll talk about <laughs> what you've gotten Roll after. Reversal. Yeah. yeah. And and we've we've talked to, there's a guy, Detail Daves. He put on the first uh, semi-truck uh, show out in Fort Benning just about a month and a half oh. ago. And he has a detail shop here in town. The corn There's a cornhole tournament. We got that guy. because mm-hmm. Just things that people don't know about. I didn't know there was dinner theater in Great Falls. It's been shut down since COVID, but right. it's going to start back up here yeah. soon. So we got her on, Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, just anybody that's been yeah. getting after it. We want to promote local local businesses right. and Great Falls because this is a great community. Mm-hmm. And, and get people community. out there. And so then once we're more famous, right. it will spread out, right? right. You know, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get some of those, you know, Walmart, you know, things like that. <laughs> Good local business. <laughs> but right now we're, we're, we're talking with bars and, and smaller, you know, coffee right. shops. We were at Albanco, you know, different things like yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's way cool. So how many episodes have you guys done then? The one we recorded with you will be episode 19. Awesome. Yep. And okay. so then we'll record number 20 later this week. And it'll yours will come out the end of August. Okay. We're, we try to stay ahead because it's, it's kind of tough. And our podcasts are about an hour long. So, okay. Yeah. All right. And so what do you uh, what do you do for fun, I guess? Yeah, it's, so it's, what, it's all hunting. You've already mentioned it. Like, yeah, I have so a, just, a, just a, bow hunting? It's, it's mainly bow hunting. I yep. do, I, I've rifle hunted forever. If okay. you're in Montana, that's kind of the thing. I didn't actually, I didn't until I got back from the... The army. My dad didn't take me hunting really when we lived here before. Hunting wasn't a, it's kind of a, a niche thing down south. There's a lot of hunters, but if you're not in that group, you don't really know what's even going on. Right. So uh, once I got out of the army and came back up here, my my in-laws actually took me hunting and got me through. Well, I didn't have to do hunter safety because I'm too old, but uh, they took me out for our first hunts and showed us how to clean deer and process them and all of that stuff. And so that was 2000. Eight. Okay. And so I've been hunting since then, and then archery I just picked up last year. Nice. And it's it's a blast. And I, what I've noticed now is the veteran community has really taken on this archery hunting thing because mm-hmm. a lot of veterans, when you've been through a combat scenario, maybe you have some PTSD or whatever, having something that you really can can pour all of your brain power and right. physical energy into is really good, uh, you know, distraction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a great focus for me even just to help other vets and things like that yeah so did you did you draw any fun tags this year i put in for a more tags than i've ever put in before (laughs) before but nothing fun i I, the 900-20 antelope archery and so that just opened this last weekend and i didn't get an antelope yet but that's probably one of my my favorite ones and then i didn't get anything for elk or deer or anything like that i got a bunch of b tags so as of right now i have 12 12 big game tags wow still the freezer <laughs> yeah yeah and I'll, I'll end up donating quite a bit as well yeah. um even just to family and friends but um lots of people enjoy meat and we do our own processing so giving people roasts and jerky and stuff like that it, yeah. it is a lot of work but it's it's rewarding when yeah. you when you go out there especially with archery you get you get so close and you put in so yeah. much work and it's, it's a lot of fun yeah, good. Well, well, good luck for the for the rest of the season getting those tags notched. Um, we'll kind of circle back to the gym here. 
What's uh, how long have you been going to the gym? I started in June. June, okay. June of this year, June first. So 1st still, was my first still time. fairly. Has it really only been two months? It's only been two oh, months. I thought you'd been here like a year. <laughs> right. It feels like it, right? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Summer has felt very long this year. It has. Um, and and how did you hear about the gym? Wyatt. Wyatt told me about the gym. Okay. I, I met him at the Archie Range at North 40, and okay. I was doing some fitness things, and he started like immediately talking about Volta. Yeah. He gave me, I think he found, he, he grabbed my phone and found you on Instagram and said, message, <laughs> message him. Yeah. And that, that's how he did it. And, and what are your thoughts so far? How do you, how do you like it? I absolutely love it, but I have to preface that to say that CrossFit type things, anything like that can have like a, a weird stigma with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. And so for the first year of me getting into this fitness and, and wanting to, to better my, my health, I did not want to have anything to do with, with right. this kind of environment at all. But then I got, I got really tired of for a whole year going to the gym by myself. Yep. Not like nobody says hi to you. Right. Nobody, nobody cares, cares you. what you're doing, you know. And so I'd make up my own workouts. I don't know if I was doing things right. right. Like it was. There was so much. It's so nice to be able to come here. Everybody says hello. People mm-hmm. know my name. People hold you accountable, uh, and not in a like a like a bad way. More right. like, hey, where were you at? You know. Right. Uh, oh, how was your weekend? Not going to shame see guilt you or shame yeah, you, but yeah. And then to have have. Trainers here, coaches here, that can teach you form. I've never done deadlift before. Any of the Olympic weights, I've, yeah. I've never, I've never done any of that. So even today, doing the the snatch, you know, I, yeah, I, I had to drop down weight again because I was just like, ah, oh, I'm messing up my form. I'm it's messing humbling. it up. Yep. Yeah. And and it's 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 an absolute blast. Yeah. Absolute blast. And you've had a kind of a transformation over the last like year or two, kind of pre. Volta, correct? Right, yeah. So uh, last hunting season, I tried to get an elk, and I it was it was too much work, and yeah. I realized I had already kind of started like just bettering my diet a little bit, but I'd only lost just a couple pounds, and so last hunting season, you know, September, October, November, somewhere in there, I really started the weight loss journey, working out harder and being a little bit more focused, and so yeah, it's a a little under a hundred pounds, about wow. ninety five pounds since last hunting season. Unreal. And That's a quick transformation. It, it, so, so did your diet change at all? A ton. A and ton. so, what is that? Or is there something specific that you're subscribing to? Or it's a lot that what's going what's going on here that you see on all the boards around here. Right. Okay. Like it's, this isn't a fad. This yep. is this is like a lifestyle change because I tried the fads before. I tried like the the keto and the yep. Atkins and the yep. Slim Fast, you know, whatever you want right. to call it. Uh, the keto was the one that sticks out in my brain the most. I lost forty five pounds on keto in a few months, maybe three four months, and then three months after that, about the same amount of time I did keto after keto, I had put on more weight than what I had lost. Right, and because it wasn't a lifestyle change, yeah. and so I just started out slow, like. Stop drinking soda, drink more water. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, start tracking my macros, proteins, fats, carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And so I went into a calorie deficit. And it, it's that simple. If yeah. you're eating healthy, you go it into is, a caloric yep. deficit and you're working out, you're going to lose weight. Yep. And just try to do it in a, in a healthy way. And now I'm trying to put on a little bit of muscle mass. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to be in a caloric deficit. I'm trying right. to let this workout actually help me build muscle right. 
and so I'm, I'm trying to be a little higher in the proteins and good yeah and, and just trying to now figure out the science doing a lot of research of when to eat those things and uh, oh yeah you can you can get lost yeah, you, in the bunny no, trail and I try not to take myself too seriously yeah. um, I, I try to live by about a 90-10 rule mm-hmm. 90% of the time I'm eating really well but that 10% of the time I'm gonna have oh, Ben yeah. & Jerry's I'm gonna enjoy, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna enjoy a beer you know what I mean yep. And on a really good workout day, yeah, I'm gonna might enjoy two beers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because you got to You got to enjoy. Yeah, you got to enjoy it's about life. Sustainability and, is the most important thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, I, I always used to think when people said, "If I can do it, you can," that they were being so cliche. Mm-hmm. But now that I've been through this, and I went from like not working out mm-hmm. and doing a bunch of like potlucks at church and like <laughs> yeah. you know like like buying bigger clothes now that I like it's actually expensive to lose 100 pounds I had to buy all new clothes and now I'm you know in a in a I'm I'm here at Volta right. you know a year and a half <laughs> later if I can do it anybody can yeah. I was a, a I don't want to sound like really bad I was a fat lazy youth pastor yeah. I really was you, you and you don't realize it. And I look back at pictures from two years ago, and I barely recognize myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know in the time. Yeah. You get you get so used to what you think is kind of a healthy thing, right. and and actually a hundred pounds, it your body evenly distributes that. I always thought like my gut would get huge. Right. I wouldn't be able to see my toes. Nope, it's like it, it, it's all <laughs> over the place. I actually went down half a shoe size losing a hundred wow. pounds. It, it's so. crazy. It has been expensive then. And to also get into archery hunting, like all at the same time. Yeah, my wife's just like, yeah, you just you just do your thing. Yeah, you just spend you spend money all the time. Yep. Yeah, just do your thing. I need a new bow. I need a new, <laughs> I need a new truck. Yeah. I need... <laughs> yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll finish it off with. Uh, uh, can I ask you one question? Ask yeah. Ask the, me a the, question. The, the treadmill thing. Yeah. What what is this? Do you can you sign up? Like how far so, do you have to run? What is this? Okay, so yeah, good question. Uh, the treadmill challenge is is actually we partner with Race Montana, so okay. they're kind of the ones doing all the you know they have a website where they have all of the races throughout the year, you know marathons, triathlons, all this stuff just for really all endurance athletes. Okay. We partner up with them. They line up some of the top runners in the state. And so this isn't like something where like anyone can just show up and participate in the running portion. portion. You can show up and drink beer and bet on people. Oh, okay. Awesome. (laughs) Way better than running. Um, But the athletes, uh, so we'll have a female and a male division. Uh, Usually there's two heats of both. Or sorry, there's there's first heat, second heat, and then a final. Okay. Um, The first time we did it, we had a master's division too. And everybody gets their own walkout song, so it kind of gets hyped up a little bit. And right before three, two, one, go, they hike the treadmills up to a twelve percent incline, which is steep, steep on a treadmill. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like you're gonna fall off the back of the thing. Right. Um, and they just go as far as the, it's just ten minutes max distance on a twelve percent incline. And so. And these and so these are like peak athletes these from are all over really good athletes yeah so last year we had like a couple of younger kids um one is an msu track athlete one um was on a scholarship now he's going to carroll okay um and a lot of these are just distance runners and then we had like some trail runners um that had you know had some pretty high placings in the state um actually the kid that won last year cooper west he's a young kid 
Um, he, I think he did one, I think it was 1.44 miles on a 12% incline in 10 minutes. The world, the world record supposedly, obviously calibration probably plays into this right, just a right. little bit, but uh, Jim Walmsey, who's like a kind of a world-renowned distance runner, okay, uh, his best was 1.43. So last year, the crowd really got into it, or sorry, two years ago, he ended up basically, you know, unofficially, unofficially beating this world record. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was mind-blowing, I mean, how far these people run, and we got... Some really good runners this year that are gonna bring a good show. So and then and so then when you see them come out, you make your your bet. So right, so there's like a ten minute window before each heat that you can go up. You can you know you can. Well, I think last year they had kind of a like a like a track record kind of of like what athletes had you know this placement in this race, this placement in this race, and then you can bet on who you think is gonna win. And then obviously, so each before each heat, you bet until you get to the final heat, and then you try to bet on the winner. And then all the betting um, goes into a pot. Half goes to Special Olympics Montana. The other half goes to the person that won the bet. Most of the time, everybody always just donates it back to Special right, Olympics. Right, it's just right. kind of the fun. Um, it's just kind of a fun. Bra- bragging, bragging rights. Be- to say yeah, that you got bragging it. Yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, that's the treadmill challenge. And so that'll be right here. And you said weather dependent, but if it's if it's bad weather, it'll be inside. So yeah, it'll still be here no matter and what. And that's where we had it. We had the treadmills on the turf. There was probably like 150 people in here. It was insane. Oh wow! And uh, Mighty Mo did it last year or two and years ago. Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson's this, this year. Part. Sweet. Um, and we just had a bunch of high top tables and popcorn and peanuts, snacks and stuff like that. Uh, the Big River Ruckus is going on that weekend as well, which is kind of the big Montana or Great Falls event. So it's like a bunch of, I think there's like cornhole tournaments and concerts and all this different stuff going on. So it's going to be kind of a fun weekend in in uh, Great Falls. And it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Right. And also is right around our 10-year anniversary for Bolt Athletics. So it's going to be kind of a fun celebration. All right. You want to be here. If you're listening to this, yeah, you want to be you here. You want to be here. Yeah. You not want to miss out. Yeah. All right. We're going to call that a wrap for, uh, that is the longest member of the month podcast. Thank you, Brian. Oh, I my appreciate bad. it. My bad. No, no, no. Don't say sorry. And now it's my turn. Hop on a podcast with you and yep. we can do the same thing for another hour. Sounds All right, good. guys. Thanks for listening and congrats, Brian, on member of the month. Woo-hoo.